Hey everybody, welcome to episode number five of Off the Hustle. My name is Drew and I'm your host. I hope everyone enjoyed the last episode with Chris Carley. If you haven't heard it, I would do so. It, uh, it was a great interview. Um, you know, we talked where he started playing golf and how he got into the game. Uh, his Canadian mid-championships he's been to. Um, some really good stories too and, and insight too on the game on, on what it takes, you know, and to get to those uh, mid-championships. Uh, so from coming from a guy who's been there. Uh, really good interview. Um, reminder, we're on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Check out those avenues. Like, subscribe. Uh, give us the best rating you can if you like the podcast. Uh, this thing is starting to boom, so this is uh, good. I'm happy and hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, on to today's guest. Today I'm joined by a two-time Regina City Am champion. He's been on one team. He's been playing competitive golf for 12 years. The 2016 Order of Merit Golf Sask Champion, former Royal Regina Club Champion, current course record holder of 64, two-time back-to-back Sask two-man champ, partner with Ken Wilhelm. He's the life of the party. He's a type 1 diabetic. And our guest today is Sean McNall. Let's head on over now to the interview. Hope you guys enjoy. Off the Hazel is proudly sponsored by Timberstone Distribution. They offer stone, brick, siding, stucco, landscape, and fireplaces. Be sure to contact them for any of these needs. Email info at tsdstone.ca or check out their website, timberstonedistribution.com. Sean? Yeah. How are you doing? Great, man. You? Good. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Having me, I'm pretty fired up here. <laughs> uh, for people that don't know, uh, I mean, we kind of pumped you up in your interview or in your intro. Sorry, um, just kind of give us a, a backstory on who you are and what you're all about and how you got into golf. Uh, well, I'm uh, almost forty. Uh, I started golf when I was twelve at the Wascana because my dad was a member out there. And my brother, and it was pretty inexpensive at the time. I think about 175 bucks for a membership. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and free access to his chit that I ran up every month, <laughs> uh, betting milkshakes on the putting green. And that's where I learned to, to gamble was uh, by guys a few years older than me. Uh, ended up having a lot of IOUs because I never had money. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's where I learned a lot of my, uh, got into amateur golf, mostly with junior golf. Uh, then you'd play inner clubs, get to know some of the other guys in town. Um, and played, uh, probably competitively till I was about 21, 22, and then, uh, took some time off to work on drinking and <laughs> got pretty good at that. <laughs> And then I think I was uh, early 30s when I, or mid 30s when I decided that I was going to quit drinking. I got back into competitive golf, which has been awesome, man. I love it. I don't know if I've been as immersed it, it, into the golf scene as I am now. So, yeah, I love it. Lots of cool people, and I love the game. Nice. So, I mean, did, uh, did Tom get you? Into golf or what? Yeah, Tom, Tom would have been the one. I mean, my dad is uh, is well known in the province for his golfing uh, things he's done. He's 
uh, nine-time club champion at the Wascana, most ever. He's wow. made some Wellington Cup teams. He's in the Ga- uh, SAS Golf Hall of Fame, the Wascana Golf Hall of Fame. So he was a great guy to teach me about golf. Although he is left-handed and I'm right, that makes things a little different. But uh, that's how I would have got into it for sure. Well, you and your brother are on the good good steps and then the right tracks uh, to trying to be as good as him, I'd imagine, hey? Huh? Uh, well, Ryan's, uh, he's definitely, if anybody knows us, we're definitely different. He's, uh, you know, got ice in his veins. He's dead serious. If he's out on the course, he's probably putting back a carton of smoke. <laughs> two, two decks, he calls them. What's that? He always goes, I got an extra deck right here. Oh yeah. He, no, he's <laughs> always got an extra deck. Um, so yeah, no, he's, uh, actually even I'd say for my brother, I've learned, uh, maybe a little bit more about competing and what it takes versus, you know, as being an outgoing guy, you know, when things are going well, you kind of lose track of what you're really doing out there. And I've learned, you know, if you want to finish the job, you have to stay focused for the entire time you're on the course and you can screw around afterwards. Um, so I was going to ask you, I'm not too familiar with it, but I mean, I, I got the golf the last several years now and it's been awesome. Um, did you win as a junior at all? Any junior events or any junior circuit? Oh boy. You know what? I, I don't know that I did. We didn't have like necessarily junior circuits back then. Our thing was, um, we just went on inner clubs. We actually had an unreal junior program. We had a guy by the name of Gord Stasis in who's since passed away, but he led our junior group and he was absolutely amazing. Like we'd, he'd get us buses. We'd get in buses and go to medicine hat. I think oh, we wow. went one time, went down to Minot. Like we went on all these cool trips and, and uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, and even uh, juniors, uh, James Tyre was called back then. I, I mentioned that uh, my very first junior tournament when I was 12, I shot 136. <laughs> <laughs> and like you have scorekeepers some sauce around today. with you. Oh, yeah. And they count every stroke and there's like one hole. It's like 110 yards over water at the Wascana, number six. It's a spare hole now. I took a 14 there. <laughs> took me like three tries to get over the water. Then I had to hit it over a bridge just to get over. And it was a nightmare. And I remember because the worst players tee up the next morning, first tee time, it was like 6 or 7 a.m. And I could just remember my dad driving me and being like, my God, this might not be for this guy. So, so as I got older, I, you know, I, I, my first win really ever was in uh, 2013 when I won our sit, our club championship. And, you know, that was my first taste of it. And I was kind of like, Oh, you know, you actually could win some of these events. Then in two years later, after I quit drinking, I'd won the city am. And that's when you really get the taste. Like I'm not just out here to, you know, fun i'm i can possibly win so it changes your mindset that you can if you apply yourself every tournament you enter your goal now is winning not oh great i got fifth or second or it's winning or you don't even care about the tournament so 
Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, winning for me came late in my life. I consider myself a late bloomer in a lot of things, especially mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I like to uh I I can be a little immature, but I mean, that's who I am and yeah, I so you know, once you get a little success, it uh it makes you hungry for more. <laughs> so, you kind of just kind of uh start the next questions and ask. I mean, as a top amateur like yourself, because you are, um, and you said <laughs> you kind of brought up how Rye Guy is so um, serious, and you're more so sometimes you're you're serious, but then you, you can be funny, right? And right, what sorts of preparation are you doing before tournaments and whatnot? So like, I've played with Ryan tons, and he's pedal to the metal, and then it doesn't say too much, and and, and you're happy go lucky, and then when shit maybe not go your way, you may calm down a bit, but like. What like how do you treat your method being differently than other guys and and obviously you have a job day to day job how are you preparing for these events? Uh, I think if I've got an event coming up, I quite personally I'm not a big fan of the range. <laughs> and growing up or playing out the Royals where I'm at now, I mean the range is so far away you just get so used to getting there, teeing it up and going. Yeah. If I got some events coming, uh, I usually put a lot of work into my short game. Um, I don't think, I feel like no matter how good your strike it, you're going to miss greens and you're going to have to grind. And the more I'm sitting there chipping, the more mindless it is when I get on the course. So you gain so much feel from chipping and people will notice when they don't play a lot, their chipping tends to be pretty crappy yeah. because you have no feel, no hands, nothing. So I like to be able to, when I'm in a tournament, be able to step up and just know I I know the chips. I know a feel. I get up over the ball. I will go to the range, and I have been going to the range a lot more the last few years because I'm making a bit of a grip change. I don't feel like the last two years have been great for me, and I feel like the change I'm making, I've seen some solid improvements. So it's wanting me to go to the range a little more and just tweak it. yeah, I guess it's just practicing. And then when you get out on the course, you know, uh, realizing you're going to get some bad breaks and suck it up. Like I remember in one podcast, you think you were talking uh, to Kozak and you said, you know, isn't that frustrating that, you know, you watch the guys on the tour and they hit the ball and it's always found. And like for us, you know, there's times you just, there's no chance of finding it. But yeah. in those situations, you got you can't think of the tour guys or how other guys have it better. You got to remember that everybody in the field that you're in is going through the same thing. Like they're gonna have lost balls, they're gonna have bad shots. I mean, a guy might come in with a good score, but we're amateurs, and if it's a two or three day tournament, you know, relax. You've got time to make things up if you didn't get off to the start you wanted. So yeah. it's, it's mentally is probably one of the most challenging games, um, especially as an amateur, because one day you come out and you absolutely on fire. And the next day it's like, you've never played golf before. So, I mean, I swear this, I mean, if all the interviews line up the way they do for next, let's just say for how long everyone that I'm going to talk to has been the nationals. I haven't been there yet. You have been a few times, I believe. Yeah, sorry. You've been to the Nationals a few times, right? Yeah, I actually have been to the Mid-Am Nationals, which is 25 and older. 
uh, the last five years. So the year that I ended up uh, winning the city am, I also made a provincial team for the mid am. Actually, you know what? I didn't win the mid am that year. I missed like a two foot putt. Do you want to hear this story? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so we'll go back to my my question after that. That's okay. Okay, so <laughs> this this was at Elk Ridge. So this is one of the first like provincial events I've gone to without drinking, and you know expectations. I'm there to have fun. I'm not necessarily worried about making a team. So on 18 there, I end up missing a putt. I can't remember what nines we played. It was the same nines all three days. And I missed like a two footer on 18. Well, I, I mean, I'm like, well, whatever. I mean, and I get off the course and find out that that putt was to make the team. So then I was in a playoff with Chris Carley and my brother. Oh yeah. We, we start on 18 again. We tie, we go to uh, one and I can't remember. It's not the par five. It's next to the part to the right of the par five. It's par four. And, um, we get in there and we're on the green and I'm like five feet and I'm like, man, I, I could win this thing. And Carly makes a putt that is like 40 feet should have never made. I couldn't believe it. And so my brother misses, I'm like, well, I can still make this go to another hole. I end up missing. So Carly makes the team, me and my brother carry on for the alternate and we end up going nine holes of, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a playoff and I think I end up winning with like a par or something so I get alternate it there's opportunity for me to go to national so I end up going that was my first time and it was uh it was actually in Nova Scotia in a place called New Glasgow which is about uh, an hour from uh Halifax uh so that that was you know pretty okay, awesome I'll stop you there. what's okay. that I'll stop you there. Okay, so you said what course it was. So now I want to know, what is that like, the courses you played, and uh, some of the memories and any good stories. Now now carry on. Okay. So, so let's just, yeah, so do all, the, first, all the nationals. My first year, I go we go to nationals. It ended up being one of the better years for provincial placement for uh, Saskatchewan. I uh, can't remember who was on the team. I feel like Dave. Dave was Stewart, Ty on that team? Pardon me? Was Ty Wright on that team? No, but he was there. Dave okay. Stewart, I believe, was on the team. Because um, I was rooming with him. Brad Phelps. I room with Brad Phelps. Uh, and Dave Stewart, Chris Carley were all on the team. I even remember driving to the pitchers one night, and I looked at them, and I'm like, listen, guys, one, I don't mean to be – uh, mean or anything, but just so you know, one of you won't be on the team next year because I'm taking your spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they liked that, but they thought it was funny. Anyways, that year, Ty Wright finished seventh. Paul Raycroft, which hasn't been He's a player, up. hey? Oh, he's so good. I played with him last year in Saskatoon. Sorry, go on. Oh, he barely plays. He's amazing. And he's a beauty. He's a beauty, too, though. Yeah, he's go a on, teacher sorry. in Humboldt, actually. So, Paul Raycroft finished ninth. And I finished 16th. Uh, and I think we had another guy in the top 30, which was pretty good for Canada or for Saskatchewan. Dave Stewart, the last round, got a hole in one on what I swear is like one of the toughest par threes 
it looks straight away, but the green's a mess. He ends up dunking one there. So oh. uh, this is so like I said, I'm not drinking, so I'm the driver. So here's a story actually. He's got to get back to to the Halifax the airport to catch his flight to go to Vegas uh, or Saskatoon. Somehow he's got to end up in Vegas, I think. So <laughs> I'm driving, got everyone having some drinks in the car. And we head back to Halifax. We get Dave to the airport. Then we all go out. And I'm not staying out all night. I got no interest in that. So I go back to the hotel. I can't remember how this worked. But somehow I only got like four hours of sleep. We had to be up. We had like five guys in our room. Because we had to rent one room for one night. Then we had to be up at like three or four in the morning to head to the airport. So this is where it's funny. I wake up at like three and I'm, there's two guys missing and I'm like, what is going on? Like nobody's even slept. And I hear this knock at our room door and I go and I get it. It's Aaron Robinson. It probably doesn't even know his own name at this point. (laughs) And Brad Phelps wearing a pylon on his head. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is I'm the, he's wearing like a city pylon on his head. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like we are late. We got to go. So me, I'm used to being the guy that's got to be rounded up and like, where is he? Let's go. I'm organizing everyone. Like, let's pack up. We go to the airport and get dropped off, drop off our vehicle. These guys, like Brad and Aaron, would not even have known their names. I'm like, how are they going to get through security? So anyways, I'm like, I got to get through security. So I get through and I'm waiting at our gate and I look about, I go about 10 gates away and somehow both of these guys made it to the other side. And Aaron Robinson is back to sleeping on the other side of security. It was hilarious. Like it's, <laughs> it was funny watching these other guys. And these are like kind of some of the memories you make on these trips. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the next year we went to, Quebec. It was in uh, Bromont, which is about an hour outside of Montreal. That year I had made the team and uh, on the team was Ty Wright and uh, Dave Stewart. I thought we were going to have a great team event, but it's a long story. We probably don't have time for it, but it wasn't my week <laughs> to say the least. Oh, we have plenty of time. Do we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell the story another time. Okay. If we have time, we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, so anyways, you know, those first two courses that I played at Nationals, um, guys were saying, you know, they weren't very good courses and not ones that we'd usually play for Nationals. They were almost like, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like a resort course, but not in that great of shape. And yeah. to me, for me, I didn't care. I was like, man, I'm at nationals. I'm having a great time. This is super cool. And some of the guys that are from Ontario, they're used to playing really nice courses. All they do is bitch and complain about the course. I mean, that, that right there is an advantage to me. I, I don't care. Like yeah, uh, everybody's playing the same course as me. I'm going to get some bad breaks. So will you. Um, so I, whatever, I, I, that's, that's a, another mental edge that you got to have is don't worry about the course, just play your game. Um, uh, 2017, it was at the Wascana, which was nice. It was also a home track of mine. 
Um, what hotel were you at? Pardon me? What hotel were you at? At the Wascana? <laughs> Uh, Chateau McNall. <laughs> he is all bunked up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, what was it, that like though? Like playing it, home it was, base. It was awesome being at home. You know, you got people like following you around, cheering you on. Your parents come out. Um, I didn't play very good the first day. Again, this is kind of when I started to play poorly. Yeah. Um, and I did the second day I got her back. I was one under after nine, uh, 10, Actually, I teed up on the back nine. I started on 10. I was one under going into hole number two on the front. Hit a good drive, and the wind had just picked up. It was crazy. Like, must have picked up 30 kilometers an hour. Uh And I ended up taking a triple on two from my second shot. And I kind of just mentally gave up, and I really shouldn't have because there's still potential to make the cut. So that itself was a learning lesson. Yeah. Uh, and then the, one of my favorite courses in 2018 was uh, Victoria Golf Club. They call that the Pebble Beach of Canada. It It is only 6,200 <coughs> yards at sea level, but it plays long. And the greens are unbelievable how, how hard they are. Was that remember, last year? That was two years ago, 2018. So I saw, I saw videos. Was that you and Mitch throwing the ball in the green there? Was that that course? Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was fucked. literally the, <laughs> the green would have been, man, maybe 50 yards long. And if you dropped it at a certain point, just straight down at the top, it will all the way off the green from the back. Like one of these greens, I remember had five uh, tiny little layers on it, like uh, tears. Yeah. So might even been six. It was just, it was crazy, man. Uh, but, and I came out there, had a 79, really pissed off, came back and, and had an even par round the next day, made the cut and ended up, I think, uh, maybe like 30th. So, I mean, considering my first round, I was quite happy. Um, and if anybody ever gets a chance, actually, we have, um, former amateur I grew up playing with who's the the uh pro out there which is Lindsay Bernicavage which is super cool that the uh the ties to Saskatchewan out there he's also won the uh provincial am I think four times in Saskatchewan oh, wow. obviously he's turned pro since um, yeah yeah, and then last year was in Richmond Hill, Ontario, which is like a suburb of Toronto at the Summit Golf and Country Club. Uh, Ian Leggett's actually the GM there. It was, oh, it was also another amazing course. Kind of course I like lots of trees, and um, I I remember getting on the first tee there for a practice round, and the first tee was mown down so so tight you could putt on it. Like actually, like putting on a green back home, it was really? like bizarre. It was so cool, and I guess they do that only on the first tee so people can warm up um, and not go to the putting green. They can hit some putts on the tee box, but then when you hit your tee shot off there, you're scared to touch the ground. It's uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, those are some. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely jealous of anyone that has has gone. I mean, hopefully one day I get to go, um, but. It's not about me. So, uh, how old are some, you? Twenty-four. Yeah, I mean, uh, you. 
honestly, you have the ability to be there. Again, it's, uh, it is different going from junior to, um, in, into playing with the men. It's, they're definitely better. Um, it's a little intimidating, but I mean, you know, all the guys and it's, it's uh mental, you know, once you start getting close in attorney, and I know you've been there a few times, you're, you really start thinking about things you shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, instead of just doing what got you there, just stay focused on that shot. Not, Oh, I don't want to fall apart. Oh, I, what if I win this thing? That'd be awesome. Like those are things that you should never think about until that flags in on 18. So for someone that hits the ball, like you don't hit it very far, correct? Well, let me um, tell you. Well, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so you hit it shorter than most, but how good do you have to be with like your lawn irons and your wedge game you talked about? You hit it on a string more times than not, but I mean, you just talked about nationals five or six times there. I, I lost count. Um, but like guys that hit at three thirty, and I don't know how far you hit. I play with you enough times, but you hit it so straight. Like, but do you find it like you got to be so good from every club in your bag? No, you know I, mean? I I don't think that's true. I I don't really even think about the length of until actually the odd time I'll look at a drive in front of me <coughs> and be like, whoa, am I embarrassed? <laughs> but. <laughs> for the most part, I don't even think about how far I'm hitting it. Another guy, if he's 50 yards in front, he's got his own game to worry about. I, yeah. I, I, I have a motto where I learn to love every shot. Every shot. If it's 180 yards out of the rough, if it's 20 yards in the fairway and you got to nip one in there, you've got to mentally get over that shot and be like, so I don't really think about um, where I need to be better. Well, I guess I do, but when I'm on the course, I'm not thinking about, oh, if I could just hit it up there, or if I could could have been here or there. I mean, if I'm in the trees and I got a low hook, I got a hit to run up to the green, and it might not be pretty. It's not a nice little lob in from 100 yards. It's a runner, and you're going to need a little luck, but you got to figure it out. So I don't, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't think about that. Like I said, I love, uh, I don't, I'm not, don't love practicing. Uh, I do love chipping though. Like that part, if we're yeah. putting, I feel like I sit over my putts forever. My back hurts just from putting, and, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You just pull landscaping duty. What's that? You just pull landscaping duty. <laughs> Well, you're fired. <laughs> um, okay, so we kind of talked, I mean, about some of the courses you played outside of Saskatchewan. Um, I mean, if you have any, some of the best courses you've played outside Sask and any favorites in Saskatchewan that you want to talk about and kind of pump up. Uh, I try and get away once a year to get around a golf in or a week with some buddies or maybe my parents in Palm Springs, but. Uh, one I really, really love. It's not cheap to play, but it's totally worth it. Uh, I'm out. What's that? I'm out. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Drew, if this podcast takes off, you're going to be, boy, <laughs> people are going to be looking to you for loans. Okay. <laughs> and the... <laughs> Or more, maybe it'd be just nice if you could afford your own beer. <laughs> uh, next and, question. <laughs> anyways, uh, Quintero, 
in Phoenix is one okay. I absolutely love. Um, Victoria Golf Club in Canada here is amazing. Uh, uh, that Summit Golf Club in Richmond Hill is quite nice itself. Um, for around here, I'm partial to Wascana because I grew up there. I've seen some of the changes over the years. Uh, love the Riverside. Uh, haven't been there in a while. They have the Saskatchewan two-man there. And that course is in such Two-time back-to-back champ. That, yeah, that's right. But I don't have my partner anymore because he doesn't golf. But No, uh, he's on my hockey team. Yeah, he is. Ken <laughs> Wilhelm, who should get a plug here, is has so much natural ability to golf. Like, not only does he hit it far, but he hits it straight. So he yep. was my partner for the two years that we won it. And the third year we went, we were runners up. We lost in the final. And I remember. Who'd you lose to? What's that? Who'd you lose to? Grady? No, actually the guy, I think we lost to, uh, uh, Morin, Dan Morin. And, uh, Oh, that's right. Lee That's right. I'm pretty sure they were the guys that beat us, but what happened was I've been talking to Ken for years, like, Hey, we should go to this. So we go our first year and we're like, you know, I think we'll be okay. We don't really know each other even like personally that well, but we're both decent golfers. So we go there. We, I don't think we're a low qualifier. And our first match we're lined up against Ashley Zigaman and uh, Greg Swenson. And we're like, well, who are these guys? Like we should be able to beat them down. Well, I don't even think I think they beat us something like six and five, or <laughs> it was ridiculous. They were pouring Thanks for in. coming out. You can even ask them. They said they played unbelievable that week. The amount of birdies they made. So me and Ken are like, well, we're not staying here. We're heading home, and the whole drive home, like, what just happened to us? Like they literal. It wasn't even close. It was. It might have six and five. It might have even been seven and six. So wow. they haven't been back, I don't think. And I said, if I can get Ken to come, that they would maybe come back. Uh, so we ended up uh, coming back the next year and then winning a couple times and playing a lot better, getting to know each other better. So that's got, I love that track. And Nippon for the Scotia Wealth every year. That's so nice. Like, I don't know. Everybody talks about the tournament. Everything about it's true. It's amazing. Elk Ridge, I really like. Another one in the south, Kenosi. I hadn't played it till about maybe four or five years ago. And I actually went down there and played there. I can't remember what they call it. Do you have it on your list there? It's in like late August. Moose Mountain Classic. Oh, so good. So I went there and I ended up playing in the horse race and there must've been 50 golf carts of locals following us around. Cause there's a, uh, uh, I can't remember what they call it. Anyways, there's betting. They can bet on anybody they want and go and watch their ponies. Calcutta. Calcutta. Correct. Anyways, I end up winning it. Nobody around there knows who I am at the time. They're all like, who is this guy? Like <laughs> nobody bet on me. And then I ended up being second in that tourney. I played, uh, there's some Americans that come up from Minot, some younger guys. 
Yeah. I remember one guy played really good the first day. So I played with him the second day and I could tell he was so nervous and about five holes in, he must hit three into the bush that spit Ugh. back out and kept him in play. And then he settled down, end up winning, I think by one, but like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a great tourney. And I've never played white bear, which I, I would like to one day. So you kind of just, again, the next question, um, some of the events uh, you look to look forward to playing in this year, uh, where and why, and any success in the past there? All of them, and because I love to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the City Am. That's the first stop. Like, I am not on any tour that Phelps and Coben are on. Those guys play every weekend somewhere, which I wish I could, but I still have a job. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I go uh, usually City Am, Nipwin the weekend after. Uh, the City Am have won a couple times. The Nipwin never had success there, except I love going. I think I was in the run with you last year. I think yeah. I was 72 the first day. And the second day, I don't know. Like, I was just, I was awful. And I, I was hung over. For me? <laughs> I was hung over. Oh, were you? You're celebrating oh, yeah. a day early. That nah, just is what it is, you know. See, that's my advantage to not drinking these days. I feel amazing. <laughs> 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 um, so I think I ended up finishing fifth. But if I just, you know, those are lessons I learned out there. It's like I basically gave up, you know, three, four holes in. And yeah. you just never know. There's, there's. You could be hit, catch fire and be right back in the mix again. And like I said, I hadn't been playing well. The other one is uh, Pub Links. I love that one at the Tor Hill. Always have Tor Hill in amazing shape for that one. Yeah, very true. Yeah, then Provincials. Then hopefully if I can make uh, qualify for Nationals, I'll go to Nationals, which are in New Brunswick. Uh, and then there's a lot of – at the Royal, we have a ton of uh, – club events that keep a guy interested there's a two-man club event there's a uh, uh we have a scratch match play or club championship we also have our uh member guest tournament drew are you making bacon no why it sounds like something sizzling oh sorry maybe that's this podcast heating up <laughs> Uh, hey, also, we have the, what, Louis Riel this year? Is that this year? Uh, no, this year is the Fraser Cup. Louis Riel Fraser was Cup. last year. So, Fraser Cup, whoever doesn't know about it, it's the Royal versus the Wascannon. Um, I can't remember what format they use, President's Cup or the other one, but it is a ton of fun. Huge rivalry. It's every two years. It was actually started by my dad in memory of uh, his golf partner that passed away in 2001, Dick Fraser. So that's where the Fraser Cup name comes from. And in the off years, we, our club, uh, Chris Frolick, I believe, got it started up called Louis Real Cup. So that's the name of the highway between Regina and Saskatoon. And on the other years, the odd number years, the Royal goes up and plays Saskatoon Club or they'll come down and play against us. Also a great way to meet a lot of the local golfers and guys from other cities or clubs you'd never meet. 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. I mean, I used to work the member guest stuff. Um, is it always at the Royal or is it Royal Washtana sometimes too? How does that work? And, uh, what's that tournament like different than any other event you go in? Okay. So the, the Royal Regina member guest is only at the Royal Regina. It's okay. So you got to have a member on your team and a guest. And what it is, is just a major, major piss up. So <laughs> what it is, it's two days of partying with all your golf buddies. It honestly, it is a ton of fun. Um, as I said, uh, that I quit drinking. I have fallen off the wagon at this event. It usually, I like know my, firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Like my one year going out and it's, so much fun uh it there's still guys that want to win it because they got some good teams in there there's no handicap so you get a lot of guys that are you know bringing their buddies that are low low caps or or scratches and they're out there to win the prizes are amazing so that's partly why you want to win like just signing up and getting in the tournament i think is uh, you could get a couple golf shirts or a pair of shoes just for going in it. Uh, and then there's the, a band it, too, right? There's actually, there's a live band while we're playing on the, usually the first day in the afternoon and then they play at night. Like it's just a constant party. It's, it's amazing. It's in my way, it, the way I see it, it's a kind of a celebration of like just a lot of buddies and, all loving the game of golf. Uh, it's really hard to get into. They've kind of ramped it up to a point where like so many people want to get in and play in it that it's near impossible to get in. Uh, yeah, it's so much fun, but it's totally different. It is not like, uh, like some of the AM events, like provincial and stuff. There's no drinking, no drugs allowed. No, the marijuana is uh, legal. <laughs> But you, you can't be, should be a real hoot. <laughs> Pardon me? It should be a real hoot now. <laughs> oh, Drew. Are you, is this Bob Hope? <laughs> so, so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. It, in some of these amateur events, there are no drinking. But let me tell you, I have seen some of it. <laughs> and on the golf course, and my God, there's probably a good reason it's not allowed. <laughs> I do have a story for that one. Um, I don't know if I, I'll tell it another time. All right. I'll, and that one I'll probably not be able to use names because it is so embarrassing. Okay, no, here, th that was the last question. So now we have to have a send off story. Well, no, and, I know uh, it's all these podcasts are under 30 minutes. I feel no, like this is I, perfect. No, this is good. You're wasting time now. We need how a good send off story. How long did go for? Uh, I don't know, 36 minutes, I think. Oh, as long as I beat him. <laughs> okay, we're winning. <laughs> I, I think people have heard enough of me talk, so I don't know that I want to keep going on and on about uh, not a lot. Okay. But, but I will tell you that uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, the guests you've had have been awesome, and I really hope this thing takes off. It's something we've really needed. A uh, place where people can go and follow and get updates on, you know, AM tourneys. Uh, people do want to know what's going on in the AM scene. 
And now with social media, Twitter, it, it should be so accessible. And I mean, like I'm, I don't go to all these tournaments, but, and some I've never even been to, but I still like to see who's winning and, you know, because you get to know some of these guys, you, you start cheering for, you know, a buddy that's in it. And yeah, I think this is awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You're doing a great job. You found, uh, you found your, your calling, maybe your, your niche. Maybe. Maybe. It could be a side gig. I enjoy it so far. It's been good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Any more questions? Anything else? I'm good. Are you good? Any yeah. last send-offs? Pardon me? Any last send-offs or, uh, or any shout-outs? Or... No, everybody follow along. And, uh, you know, even those people that are on the fence about competing in amateur golf, you know, I know I started out in golf, but I stepped away for a while. So I, it was like jumping back in for me. And once you're in it and playing, I know it's, uh, it's a lot of time. It costs a lot of money. There's not uh, a big purse at the end for you to win. It's gift certificates and prizes, but the people you meet, you, you won't regret it. It's just a matter of jumping in and you never know. You might come out of a tournament, do better than you expected. And that's a stepping stone to, to being one of the guys that wins these tournaments. Perfect. There it is. Uh, tons of uh, good advice from Sean McNall. Thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Okay, buddy. What do I do here? Just hang up now? Yeah, you just hang up and I'll take care of the rest. Okay, thanks a lot, buddy. Okay, cheers. Okay, good luck. There it is, episode number five with Sean McNall. Um, really good interview. Lots of good stories from uh, Nationals, um, how he got into the game, uh, some of the tournaments he likes to go in. Um, you know, he's a really good player, um, just a good guy to be around. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, sorry for the technical error in the background. Uh, that was some uh, static on my end. I'll try and clean that up for you guys uh, moving forward. I uh, hope that doesn't steer you away from the interview. Uh, it's a really good interview, so hope you guys enjoy. And we'll, uh, reminder, um, underscore off the hosel on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Hey, yo, I finally got the truth from ya. And so can be your recognize. The class of five was never one to mess around with lies. It ain't my nature. Come on, behavior. Be opposite. Drop it in. I'll be the D.